Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Thanks so much, uh, Wendy. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening, whether you're here every Sunday evening or whether this is um, quite exceptional, you're new to the church for whatever reason, it's really lovely to have you here. Um, We live in ever-changing times, don't we? But this week has marked for us some quite exceptional change. We had a new leader of the government, do you remember that? Um, And then we have a new monarch. But for most of us, I imagine it is the death of our queen that has affected us most. And I'm sure you, like I, have spent quite a bit of time watching the scenes on TV as the people gathered outside Buckingham Palace. People have been gathering in churches up and down the country Uh, today. We want to come together. It's a really powerful acknowledgement of how much this event means, even as perhaps we're not quite sure what it means. We know it's big, and I hope coming together this evening, uh, wherever you are, enables that for you. Now, uh, this evening's service is a little bit different from the morning. I'm going to have a a relatively similar message, though, um, so it's going to land doubly for you if you've been here, if you're here this morning. I thought we might do something uh, different this evening from the morning, and I hope you're okay with this. Uh, we're just going to take a little bit of time uh, to share a little bit of our, our memories. Um, so three or four minutes, I'd love you to just to turn to the people who are, who are near you and share with them some memory that you have um, of the Queen. Uh, or if you like, some, something of what this particular moment Uh, means for you. I imagine that could be all sorts of different things. Um, We've had this week people coming and uh, tying ribbons onto the the cord out there. We've encouraged them as they've they've done so to think about um, a favorite moment uh, that they remember of the Queen or something they really liked about her. So just a moment to do that right now. If you'd like to just sit there and um, just think about it really in the quiet, that's absolutely fine. Um, And then we will regather in a few minutes. Okay, off you go. All right, well, um, perhaps you want to keep sharing some of those thoughts later on. Feel free. We've got a bit of time uh, at the end of the service, obviously. You might want to share some more of your impressions. Um, uh, One person in this room met the Queen's stunt double when she jumped out of the helicopter. That's one thing I've learned uh, today. So there there we go. There we go. See if you can up that. Um, All right. But it is an extraordinary occasion, isn't it? I guess part of the reason I was confident to ask you that question is because all of us have been affected, affected in some way. And the Queen herself was no stranger to navigating the kind of uncertainty we're uh, experiencing right now, not least in her public role. And as I thought about what to say in connection with it, I, I spent some time looking at her Christmas messages over the years. And more often than not, in the whole 70 years that um, she's done them, Uh, she would be addressing some kind of turmoil, uh, whether it's domestic or international. And although she was 
not a professional theologian. She wasn't a minister of religion. She would so often uh, bring some, bear, some element of the Christian message to bear uh, on those events and encourage us as a nation to turn to God for help. And that's what I'd like to do briefly with you this evening. The words of this psalm in many ways capture the spirit that I pray that we would be able to adopt for ourselves. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I'll say a few things to this psalm, but I really recommend it to you when you go home, look it up on your phone or or open a Bible and perhaps read it. Um, It's a wonderful place uh, to go in the Word of God to be accompanying us through these times. But first I want to acknowledge um, what we've lost uh, today. Millions of words are, are, are going out on broadcast media and in print trying to encapsulate who the Queen was to us. Her unexpected uh, and um, dramatic introduction to her role, her leadership over seven decades, preserving traditions whilst always constantly adapting the monarchy to a changing society, her boundless interest in all the different things that her role covered, her ongoing care of her own large family, uh, which she had to do always in the public eye, her love of the corgis, and much more besides. But perhaps it's her character that we are going to miss most. And I think as we begin to think about who she was, it is extraordinary. We live in a hugely dynamic world, don't we? Volatile public opinion, quick celebrity, outspoken ambition, instant gratification. And in all of that, she was quite exceptional. She, she was consistent, even though adaptable. She was faithful, servant-hearted, restrained, humble, and with an enduring sense of calling. And that combination, I'm sure, was no accident. It was inextricably connected with her faith. She said this on one occasion. She said, Jesus of Nazareth makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than receiving and more in serving than in being served. You know, the qualities and values that she had, they were those of the Savior that she was seeking to follow. And although I guess all of us can look at those and think, yeah, they're qualities to be appreciated, for a public figure to hold that kind of attitude, to articulate it and to embody it consistently over decades, that is unusual. And so I think it's fair to say that in losing our queen, we have lost a Christian leader. A Christian leader. Someone in whom you could, you could see the concrete difference that her faith made to the way that she lived and to the way that she led. And although, of course, the modern monarchy has limited structural power, she had huge influence because of that character. And therefore, the loss for us is very real. We're going to feel her absence. But at the same time, I think that sense of loss uh, turns naturally for us all to gratitude. Aren't we blessed to have had 
such a person as our figurehead. We're, we're grateful. We're grateful to her. We're grateful to the many people who guided and uh, counseled her during her reign. Today, we are grateful to the Lord. And we say that, I think, because we believe in the power of prayer. The Queen has been the subject of so many prayers. I wonder how many times a single person has called upon the Lord in the words of the first line of our national anthem and said, God save the Queen. It's probably been said quite sung many times, right? And what are we doing when we say that? We, we are asking God to be the salvation for our monarch, to forgive her, to forgive her sins by his grace, to sustain her by his transforming power, to keep her forever uh, in eternal life. Uh, what about the words of the Book of Common Prayer? I'm a minister in the Church of England. I know it really well. There are certain types of services. You have to pray for the Queen. We beseech thee also, it says, to save and defend all Christian kings, princes and governors, and especially thy servant, Elizabeth, our Queen, Sunday by Sunday by Sunday. Who knows how many times that has been spoken in the hearts of women and men. And here's the important thing, heard by God. You know, sometimes there's the thing about these traditional prayers. We sort of, they're so steeped in tradition, we wonder whether they lose their meaning. But we believe that God cares and acts that he cares and acts in individual lives and also in, in the lives of nations. And so I think now looking back, we may say God has answered those prayers. Today, I'm sure our late queen is finding eternal refuge in the everlasting arms of God. But actually, she appreciated the God, God's faithfulness to her throughout her life. She said this once, I have been and remain very grateful to you for your prayers and to God for his steadfast love. I have indeed seen his faithfulness. Isn't that an amazing testimony? I have seen his faithfulness, she said. And so we may look back as well in gratitude and say the same. But of course, we want to look uh, forward as well. And, and we wonder perhaps what sh we should think. Almost 3,000 years ago, um, the writer of the psalm that we just had read, spoke into a time of great national upheaval. Nations are in uproar, says the psalm. Kingdoms fall. God lifts his voice, the earth melts. In fact, these words are, are so powerful, they become very common in our, our culture. Perhaps you can identify where you might know these words from elsewhere. A famous song, it's a good, good pointer. Though the earth give way, he says, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its water, waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. It's an amazing picture of tur turbulent times. And in those kind of times, the writer of this psalm said, and he was confident, God is my strength and refuge and ever-present help in trouble. And however you feel today, I want to encourage you to have the same kind of confidence, to believe that God is, first of all, the one who can sustain us, who can give us strength. He's the one who can protect us, who can be our refuge. He's the one who will stand with us in solidarity. He's not just sort of all the way out there, some distant force field. He's, he's present, he's personal, like a constant friend. And that was the queen's attitude uh, too. We, we know she turned to the Lord for refuge in the midst of life and she encouraged others to do the same. She told us, she said this once, she said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. 
And I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. So we've learned a great deal, and we've appreciated so much in these last few days about our late queen. But I think they've also revealed something about our human condition. They've brought to the surface our deep human longing for something constant, for something unchanging that we can depend on. I'm sure you've listened to some of the um, broadcast coverage. It's astonishing once you start listening out for it, how often the words come. The queen, people say, was our rock. She was our constant in an ever-changing world. She was a keystone. One writer said, she was our comforter in chief. A journalist wrote, put it like this, we need Queen Elizabeth as much at her death as at any point in her long life. Now, whilst the queen undoubtedly played that role for many, I wonder whether, and I hesitate to speak on her behalf, but I wonder whether she would want to slightly correct some of that. I think she would want us actually to be looking past her, past any person, past any human institution for those things. I think she would want to point us to the Lord himself. Because if there was something unchanging and faithful about her, I think it was really what she had from the faithful and unchanging nature of the Lord upon whom she depended. You know, the one we need right now is not actually the queen nor even a new king, though, of course, we wish him well and we'll be praying for him. The one we all need, wherever we are, is the king of kings. The one whose reign is not just long-lived, it's eternal. The one whose faithfulness and power exceeds every human agency. The mood of our nation is is somber, isn't it? It's not grief-stricken, but it's somber. We've come to the accession of the new king. And for many of us, you know, his lifetime of experience inspires real confidence. But there is this feeling of strangeness. I don't think I've heard the word weird quite so many times as I have in these last couple of days, asking people how they feel. We feel unsettled, disorientated. Now, for some of us, I guess it'll be stronger than for others. Perhaps you're no great monarchist and you're not so fussed. Perhaps, frankly... You've got things going on in your life that mean that all of this fails, fades into insignificance. Much more pressing personal challenges right now. What is definitely true is all of us know uncertainty of some kind. And in that uncertainty, we may entrust ourselves to the safekeeping of God. We may say, God is my strength and refuge. And I say, we may say that. I say it recognizing it's not everybody's starting point. Perhaps you're going to have a chance this week to speak to your colleagues at work, and not everyone's going to be there. Perhaps even some of us who are here today feel unfamiliar with this talk of God as a a refuge and strength. Perhaps you feel he's actually in our lives quite distant, unreal, indifferent. Perhaps you once knew God to be like that, but actually now you, you don't, He's sort of faded into the background in your life. So perhaps I can say this to you as the minister of this parish church at an important moment 
in our history, I want to invite you to seek him personally again, or, or perhaps for the first time, to turn to him today. You know, my own life has been radically changed by a relationship with Jesus Christ. I have found forgiveness for my past. I found a profound sense of purpose for my life in the present. I found hope for my future. And I want to commend him to you. And actually, I think the queen would want to do the same. I think, I, I mean, personally, I've been so strengthened by her because by any measure, I think she was a great evangelist. Um, I remember one Christmas, and I hope this is not uh, disrespectful to the, um, the clergy of the Church of England. I remember one Christmas time, I went to the cathedral to hear the bishop preach. And then I listened to the queen after lunch. And frankly, she said a whole load more with a whole load more clarity about Christ than he had. She was, I mean, it's extraordinary when you come to think of it. How many times do you think there was an advisor sitting in the room saying, Ma'am, do you think you just want to just turn down a little bit of this Christianese here this Christmas? No, I'm going to say this. It's extraordinarily bold. Another year, at the same time of the year, she said this of the Christian gospel. She said this, Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important that they are, but a savior with the power to forgive. I want to encourage you, if you don't know that, or, or if that's sort of a, a distant memory for you, to come back to that same Savior. And I'd love to speak to you about that afterwards. Our psalm concludes in this wonderful way, and I think it expresses and summarizes what it feels like to know that Savior. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So I pray, let's all pray as well today, that God would be our strength and refuge, even as he was for our late sovereign. So we, we've spoken about the past, our sense of loss, also I think our sense of gratitude. We, we've thought about the present, our need to turn to the Lord for help. Let me say a word briefly about the future. Um, I was listening again to a broadcast today, and um, uh, the, the two people discussing were constantly falling over themselves to correct themselves from Prince Charles to King Charles. We're going to be singing a new national anthem, and we've all got to get our heads around replacing, you know, find and replace with Queen and King. Things are going to change. The Church of England hasn't had to reprint any of its service books for a very long time. It's probably saved a whole load of money. Everything needs to get changed. We've got to pray for the king, not the queen anymore. The beef eaters, they've got to change their logo. No, 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 get rid of the E. Lots is going to change. And of course, much more will change on a much deeper scale. And I think only time will tell. How will our relationship with the world around us change? We've got this impending crisis in the cost of living, let alone what's going on with the monarchy. The values that underpin our nation. There's so much as we look to the future that may yet change. And as we look at all of that, the Bible urges us to pray for all people, to ask God to help them, to intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. 
It says, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. As we come to a moment in the history of our monarchy, we have a chance to look back at the way that the monarchy has related to the country. One of the things our monarchs have done is that they have led the nation in prayer. We're very familiar, aren't we, with personal individual prayer. But wouldn't it be amazing if at this time, as a whole nation, we come together in prayer for our future? It'd be a great time to commit our new sovereign King Charles, our new government, into the hand of God and seek to follow him for the good of our people and the glory of God. Well, there is much more uh, that we might say and no doubt that will be said. Um, But I pray that these words uh, remain with you over these coming days. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words of comfort. We pray so much that in all the upheaval of this moment, you would enable each one of us to be still and know that you are God. Lord, as we notice the ebb and flow of kingdoms, as we behold the world stage changing, and the many other things happening on other shores of this earth right now that are quite disconnected from all that we are living through. We recognize again your sovereignty and power over all of it. Enable us to entrust ourselves wholeheartedly to you. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.